Welcome into this week's edition of On the Spot. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Zach Strickland. Zach, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Tony. Awesome. Well, <laughs> this week, I mean, really, we saw the end of March kind of some a little momentum. Not very much, but a little. But April's kind of been down. I mean, it's not been a great month so far, which is kind of normal in a sense. Like April's, March is typically stronger than April is. Right. It's the end of quarter, so typically we see this seasonal kind of deterioration in April. It's not a big deal, but we also have Easter uh, to contend with a little bit. And it normally has about a 1% to 2% influence on overall demand. Yeah. So my question for this segment is, where does the market go from here? And we'll pull up our first chart. It's the Outbound Tender Volume Index. We can see that little bit of decline over the past week. It's really not a huge drop. I mean, overall, the market's been on the demand side, stable. I won't say it's been, it's not volatile like we've seen in (laughs) in the past. It's pretty stable, but it's just, there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of freight to move, right? Yes, we're above that 10,000 mark, but just barely, right? I mean, it could drop below it by tomorrow. So it's right around that, but we're not getting back to these levels anytime soon. No, and I don't think anybody's expecting us to blow up uh, at that point. And economically speaking, we're just not in that scenario. We've got a lot of demand destruction efforts by the Fed going on, but this has been a long going, ongoing process. Uh, in April though, we're, what's, I guess, good news <laughs> for anybody involved in freight transportation is the fact that we're above, you know, we have this little dip here at the end, but we're above where we were in February. Yeah. And this is this is kind of my baseline indicator that we're not having this strong deterioration. And even if we do get back to that for a minute in April, that's not the worst. Uh, because if you look back, historically speaking, these little troughs, that's yep. Easter. So yep. we have these little troughs that develop in the OTVI, and that's theoretically what we're getting into right now because Easter was on Sunday. Yep. So I, if it drops down for a little bit for the next six, seven days, that's okay. Uh, what I'm watching for, though, is if this thing kind of maintains at a low level or starts to trend down over a longer period of yeah. time. And then May, you really want to see something pick back up. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at every single year, granted, yeah. all of these are affected by the pandemic that we have up here. Mm-hmm. You see volumes pick up in throughout May. So yeah. it, that's going to be the real telltale sign of What's the demand side of this look like? And we'll pull it up right quick. Mm-hmm. One of those drivers for freight demand has been this shift from, it was a shift during the pandemic yep. from services to goods. So we've got Bank of America's credit card data here. In this dark blue line, you have the durable goods aspect. That was one of the drivers of freight demand. You look back, obviously it's indexed to 100 to make them mm-hmm. kind of even because services is still, it still reigns supreme in terms of total spending, but just to kind of gauge where we're at, you've seen it. You saw divergence really middle of last year where they they cross back into what you would think would be normal, right? But now that gap continues to widen, which an indication to me is, one, the economy is, I don't say back to normal, but it, <laughs> in terms of spending trends, it, it is more normal than it was. And then this driver of freight demand, durable goods, Goods designed to last longer than five years. Mm-hmm. Not close. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's on the decline. People spent money during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They don't have to keep spending it because they've done everything they needed to do because they weren't spending on services. Right. So, I, I mean, and 
the takeaway here is that it's slow. I think yeah. that's a good sign that we're in this slow transition. Mm-hmm. The worst thing to deal with is this. You know, yeah. even though we had these huge spike in spending, and I think a lot of the operators out there might be like, oh, I want that again, because I had more freight than I can handle, yeah. which obviously is fun, but I, we've learned that's not sustainable. Yeah. We don't want to do that. That is an overheated environment, and that's what we're dealing with now is this correction downward. And arguably, inflation, if you were to you know, incur inflation in this figure, probably a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, I was looking at just like spending at home improvement mm-hmm. and furniture and some of those drivers that you've seen. I mean, they're down, I think uh, furniture's down like 17% year over year spending. Yep. And, uh, home improvement's down 10, according to Baker. Everybody Baker. went and bought two couches instead of the one they would spend, you know. Well, and those numbers <laughs> aren't adjusted for yeah. inflation. When you factor that in, I mean, like that number is much worse than mm-hmm. it is because Yes, the rate of inflation has slowed down, but the prices haven't, (laughs) there hasn't been a deflationary period. I think that's the key to remember. And that's not going to incur unless we are in an economic downfall, which is probably the worst case scenario. Uh, And Anthony and I are probably going to talk about that later on Tradeonomics. But, you know, because everybody expects, okay, we're going to pull back on some of these costs. Mm -hmm. If you look at CPI, it rarely, if ever, goes down. Yeah. The producer prices, the input costs do go down. Yeah. But the the retail prices don't. There's it's a lot harder to yeah. drop that price once you've raised it up. I mean mm-hmm. and those producers, they end mm-hmm. up making that difference in their margins, which you hear them talk at their earnings report. They want to get margins back to where they were. Right. Their prices rose so fast. Yeah. Or costs rose so fast that now they're just starting to pass those prices off in the last what 18 months. Yep. They're not going to they're going to be reluctant to drop them again. Yeah. And, and, and you have to look at it in terms of they actually absorb a lot of those input cost increases during the early phases of mm-hmm. the pandemic. That's why inflation didn't grow until later, Yep, because they took on all those input costs. And now they have everybody kind of adjusted to this inflationary environment. They can pass some of those along where their margins shrunk during the pandemic. Now they're trying to work them back up, just like you said. Yeah, just back to normal. And we'll move on to one last chart. And I think this one's just interesting. I want to get your read on it because it's lead times. Me and Tanner just talked about it. It's really a divergence from 2018. Everything else is going back towards 2019 levels. This is going in the opposite direction. I think we talked about it offline. Just want to hear your thoughts on this when you see them increasing during a period where... I think it's two things. You've got just a lack of sense of urgency uh, from the shippers. They're, They're not worried about things getting there, but also... I, I think they are actually kind of concerned about making sure the carriers have enough time to show up yep. and they can't afford to do that. So there's not a lot of expedited freight. And there's also the reason to kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to give you a little bit more heads up. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Zach, thank you so much for joining me in this week's On the Spot. Right now, we'll take a quick break, but we'll be back with more Freight Waves now. <laughs> 